and Luke. Who are you? Uh, okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witch Buster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. He sounds pretty good. He sounds pretty articulate. Wolf and Luke. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Live from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center, it is the Wolf and Luke Show on a big red victory Monday. Wolf, the Cardinals go out on the road. Imagine that, going out on the road and winning a game. Oh, yeah. They've done that 10 of their last 11 road games. They go to Carolina and they get a 26-16 to win. And uh, after all this, all the hand-wringing, all the ups and downs of these first four weeks, we're in October and they're 2-2. Two and two. Wow. You know, I just... I never saw this coming for so many different reasons right now. As my brain, the gray matter, is flooded with all of these thoughts right now. The fact that this offense has not played well in their 2-2 two and two is staggering to me right now. The fact that the defense actually won a game. I'm going to credit the Arizona Cardinals' defense with winning this game. Their defense went out and won a game for them. I just did not see that coming. That defense has given up three touchdowns since the first half of the Raiders game. So three touchdowns in ten quarters. And one of the ones yesterday, I mean, it mattered, but the game was as close to out of reach as that game was going to be yesterday. We still, I mean, they still gave up a touchdown, but three touchdowns in ten quarters? Yeah. And two of those quarters, or four of those quarters, rather, were against the Rams? Yes. Yeah, it's fine. The defense is playing really good football right now. They're developing. They're young. They're developing. Um, they still have so much more to learn and develop and do, but the Arizona Cardinals offense was going to be the strength of this team coming into this season. There's no denying that. And to see them go out, and I think they would tell you this. Cliff will tell you this. They suck buttermilk, man. He'll tell us at one thirty through four Through four games right now. Now again, the second half of the Raiders, okay, and the second half of the Carolina Panthers yesterday, they played so much better. But for the most part, overall this season, they played 0-4 football and I think they would tell you that the fact that you're sitting here two and two when you have not played your best can I just tell you as a former professional athlete I'll take that and I'll run all day yeah, you'll take the wins where you weren't at your best because as an athlete, you're always thinking you're going to get to your best at some point in the season, right? And so if oh, the offense, yeah. like if the offense got going the way it, it really should, it doesn't make any sense why the offense is, is such a mess right now. It really, it just it doesn't. Because you would come out of this game and think, okay, Philadelphia's coming to town, but the Cardinals have that sort of offense that maybe could beat the last undefeated team. I'll tell you where I am right now, Wolf, because we were talking about confidence level before the show. Confidence level when the Cardinals got their first lead of the season in regulation yesterday yes. was Kyler's running and they're on the road. They're going to win. Well, next week they're at home against Philadelphia. I don't feel great about it. The following week they're in Seattle. They're going to win that game. And you know, you and I talked about at the, at the start of the season, can you get through the first six weeks without DeAndre Hopkins at three and three? That is very much in play now. You're obviously shooting for four and two, but it is a reminder of how much one win in the NFL can swing everything. And it's not like Carolina is even that impressive. That team is struggling offensively as well, but a win is a win and you don't yeah. apologize for a win in the NFL. No, you're right about that, man. Honestly, uh, what they were doing in that that second half, I, I I think this is the Arizona Cardinals offense. It's got to be the Arizona Cardinals offense going forward. To see them put Kyler Murray under center, nine of the 12 times he was under center was in the second half. Six times in the fourth quarter. 
Okay, 9 of 12 under center. They ran the ball in a more north-south fashion, running the ball with James Conner, running the ball with Daryl Williams, running the ball with Eno Benjamin in a north-south fashion, a vertical fashion. I got to tell you, man, that to me, that is this offense attacking down the field, throwing the ball down the field, vertically doing that as opposed to horizontally. I think the blueprint is, is here. It's right there in front of them. Now can they build on that second half of the Panthers game? Can they build on that? We'll see. Don't uh, lose sight of the fact, too, and again, Carolina beating Carolina is not beating the Rams. I get that. Man, this team hasn't beat Carolina in years and years and years. Here's DJ Humphreys after the game about just that simple fact. They went into Carolina and finally beat the Panthers. That felt amazing. Six years. I've been wanting to beat them guys since the NFC Championship 2015, watching that game. That's, it's been on my spirit since then to be able to get that done today here at home. I mean, at, at home for me at, in Charlotte, that was, that was huge. They had like 40 people in the stands. It was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing right there. You know, it's so it's so interesting and apropos that you play DJ Humphreys because obviously offensive linemen don't get the credit they deserve, right? Yet it is it is the team. This the, the Arizona Cardinals offense has got to learn to play as a team. Not just the talent they have on that side of the ball. Not individual talents making plays. It's got to be more of the team concept. And that's what we saw in the second half. It's it's the reason why I'm jacked up and fired up. Now, doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything if you don't go out and follow that up at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. It doesn't mean anything. Well, you got to play as a team, not just individuals with talent. Since you're speaking about the offensive lineman, um, and I know he got tossed for this, and I know you can't hit the official, but I didn't hate Will Hernandez and Kelvin Beecham immediately coming over to James Conner's defense when when Conner got thrown down on that play. It was, it was a weird series because it should have been what like second and goal from the seven, yeah. and it ended up being first and goal from like the 20, and it just kept going backwards. I don't know how the Cardinals, I still don't understand how the Cardinals lost yardage out of that play, but but either way, and I know Will Hernandez can't do that, and I know he got told that multiple times on the sidelines, but just the simple act of instant reaction was to go defend your teammate, that I like to see from him and Kelvin Beach. I mean, they, they weren't the only two, but they were just the first two there. Yeah, it's not really surprising. Uh, Will Hernandez, of course, to see him out there losing it. He is the most physical guy on that offensive line. He, he's a guy that loves to mix it up, loves his teammate, he's going to defend his teammate, but he can't ever do that. No, you, 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 you can't accept it. Listen, this coming from a guy, I lost my brain once on a football field. I hit a guy three seconds after the whistle. If the play was over, he was walking back to the sideline. I wiped him out. I lost my mind. There's no doubt about that. Will Hernandez lost his mind. Just can't ever embrace it. You can't accept it. You can't try to explain it. You can never do it because he put his team in a tough spot. Yeah, that end of that game, and I, and I know I said that once once the Cardinals got the lead and Kyler was running a little bit and they were on the road, I felt pretty confident that I, that was a win. But the end of that game got a little sideways when you didn't have a kicker, so you couldn't go up by 17. You ended up going for two. When you 100% of the time would just go up by three scores, uh, there was that moment right there with, uh, with Hernandez where it's like, okay, you're going to put this game away. Now you're not because you're going the wrong direction when you have Carolina on 
the ropes. Um, do you remember the guy that you wiped out three seconds after the play? Do you remember who it was? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I don't. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't That's, remember him. He deserved he it. He probably remembers. He did. French uppercut just totally punched me right in the cradle. Oh, well, okay. I, I chased him all the way down the field and wiped him out. I feel like most people in that situation would have had a similar reaction to Gene what you're Gene Stallings was literally 10 yards on the field. I want to know why you did something that dumb. And I looked right at Gene and I jammed my face up in his and I said, Gene, he deserved that. And Gene was so taken aback. He said, well, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were not taken aback on the Cardinals. No. Like Will Hernandez they, was, they was hearing them. about it. Uh, look, though, Wolf, uh, a 2-2 two and two record now. This is Cliff Kingsbury, who, again, is going to join us at one thirty today. But Cliff, after the game, talking about the simple fact that they are at five hundred now. Yeah, it wasn't pretty obviously. We talked about the beginning of the week eight. It doesn't matter at this point. Um, whatever it takes to get in two and two. That was the mantra. Whatever it takes to get in two and two this first quarter that we've had going on, the injuries, different things of that nature, uh, to come out of the first quarter two and two and try to build some momentum going into this next four games. Um, that was the mission. And the defense played their tails off, kept us in the first half. Offense really struggling once again. Um, but I thought second half really came together. All played at a high level and uh, found a way to get it done. You could make a case, Wolf, and I know it's it's not it's not like plain as day, but you could make a case that each of these first four games they collectively have gotten a little bit better when you factor in that Rams game. Yeah. The only reason I'm saying yeah. that is because the last three years they have gotten worse as the season has gone. Yeah, on. no, you're right about that. Um, where's your confidence level? That was your tease right there. Um, can I tell you, Basin Onions, it's very low right now. The confidence level in terms of the the offense, but for me it can only go up it can only go up they've got to build off this second half that happened against the Carolina Panthers yesterday this second half is so disparate and different than the second half against the Raiders in game number two because once again that was Kyler Murray so much of that was Kyler Murray just running around all over the place making all of these plays that was Kyler Murray this was more Let's hand the ball off and rip it for six yards. Let's let's hand the let's throw the ball down the field to Hollywood Brown. This is this is something that I think they can build off of, but they got to prove it. Listen, this is a meritocracy. This is prove it first before you get any grace from anybody. Yeah, we'll get into the offense in a little bit because when you talk about confidence level. The thing that's weird about their offense right now, Wolf, is I feel like they're the ones standing in their own way. I, I yeah. haven't looked at a team in these I first agree. few games and be like, oh, they can't move the ball in this team. It's like, no, they are doing weird stuff on offense that they don't have to do. All right, when we come back. What sparked yesterday's turnaround in Carolina? We're going to take you through all the key plays with Big Red Reacts. Next, it's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. <laughs> Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right, Wolf, how about this note from that game yesterday? Cardinals win. They win on the road. They're now 14 and 5 on the road over the last three seasons. Only the Chiefs are better at 15 and 4. 
So we're not just talking about a team that's like, oh, hey, they play a little bit better on the road. No, they're the, one of the best road teams in the NFL over the last two and a half season, two and a quarter seasons now. Damn. Obviously, the flip side is you got to win at home at some point, but still, fourteen and five on the road. No, that's great. Fourteen and five on the road, of course. Whatever it is, whatever the vibe is, whatever the juice is, you've got to save a little bit of that for home as well. Uh, all right, so let's get into Big Red Reacts. There were some twists and turns yesterday. You made a good point off the air, Wolf. We're going to talk about this more later on in the show, but this is the second time in three weeks where Kyler Murray has brought the Cardinals back. And, you know, look, against the Raiders, it was really just Kyler Murray bringing them back, and then a couple other guys made big plays. Obviously, yeah. Isaiah Simmons, Byron Murphy, especially in overtime. But for the most part, that Raiders game was Kyler bringing them back. This one wasn't just Kyler. In fact, the defense is why they even had a chance. But that's two times in three weeks where things were going badly and Kyler helped bring his team back to win a game. Yeah, can I just say right now, I love what I saw yesterday in terms of that defense because defense won a game for the Arizona Cardinals. That defense and how they went out and played, they won a game for the Arizona Cardinals. They did. 26-16 final. Let's get you caught up on how exactly we got to this point with Big Red Reacts. Wolf and Luke. Big Red Reacts. Reaction to yesterday's Cardinals game. Brought to you by Wico Casino Resort, where world-class action meets Ford Diamond Splendor. Mayfield takes the snap, handoff McCaffrey off the left side. Zavin Collins with the tackle. Buda Baker in there as well. He didn't get it. Zavin Collins was there first for the Cardinals. And then Golden and Baker on the takedown. The Cardinals have the football. They take over on downs on the Panther 39. Murray takes the snap. It's a jet sweep. And Rondell Moore is tackled in the backfield for a loss by Burns at the 20-yard line. He read that all the way. It ends up being a loss of six on fourth and one, and the Cardinals again fail to come up with any points in the first quarter at the 728 mark. Shotgun snap, Murray back to throw, looking over the middle. Pumps now throws left, picked off at the 30-yard line by Luvu. Far side of the 20 at the 15-10-5 touchdown. A pick six, and the Panthers are on the board first with 12-13 to go in the opening quarter. They bring a tight end in motion. The snap goes over Murray's head. It's loose back at the 25. Tyler picks it up at the 20. Now throws far side incomplete incomplete the Panthers take over on downs terrible disastrous play the snap goes five yards over the head of Kyler Murray that's two failed fourth down conversions Mayfield takes it's a jet sweep the ball's fumbled it's loose and the Cardinals jump out at the 34 yard line they tried to run a jet sweep to the near side handing it off to Rashard Higgins he put it on the ground and Isaiah Simmons comes up with a huge play the fumble recovery on the 34-yard line. Prater is ready. Lead a hole. Ball on the near hash mark. Snap, spot. The kick from Prater is on the way, and the kick is good. And the Cardinals are on the board. Shotgun snap, four-man rush. Straight drop back. Mayfield looks deep. Throws left side. More behind him. Tip and picked off by Jalen Thompson at the 19-yard line and tackled there. The throw was behind Moore. He hit it with his hand into the arms of Jalen Thompson and a takeaway with a minute five remaining in the first half. Takes the snap. Blitz coming. Mayfield in trouble. Steps up. Hit. And sacked by Zach Allen back at the 20-yard line. Allen with a couple of big plays here today. And the Cardinals force a three and out to start the second half. Snap to Murray. Drops back to pass. Has time. Fires left side. Caught for a touchdown. Zach Ertz. And the Cardinals with a chance to tie the game with 7.42 left in the third. 
The Cardinals with an excellent drive that started deep in their own end. It'll be a 39-yard field goal attempt for Prater from the far hash mark with the game tied at 10, 11 and a half to go. Here in the fourth quarter, Prater is ready. Snap, ball down, the kick is up, and the kick is good. Snap to Mayfield, quick throw, right side, deflected, picked off! It was tipped on the far side and intercepted by Gardeck at the 20, inside the 10, and out of bounds, inside the 5, at the 1-yard line. Looked like J.J. Watt tipped it into the air. Gardeck picked it off and took it back to the one. Takes the snap, turns, and he runs to the right side with Connor blocking. Murray is going to head to the end zone for six. Touchdown, Kyler Murray. Much more involved in the run game today. It pays off there. The Cardinals have a nine-point lead with the extra point pending after the pick by Gardeck. Snap to Murray. Going to throw, and it's a fade right side for Brown in the end zone. Brown hauls it in. And it's a touchdown! What a catch by Hollywood! Does a snow angel on the ground in celebration after just a phenomenal catch for probably the dagger in this ball game. Straight drop back and throw to the right. Batted again by J.J. Watt, incomplete. J.J. Watt has a couple of batted balls. Zach Allen has three. Back to pass goes Mayfield again. Looks over the middle, lobbing it. The captain, what catch for a touchdown. In traffic, over the middle. Christian McCaffrey with Zayvon Collins draped all over and somehow made the grab. 26 to 16 with 4.47 to go. Kyler Murray takes a knee and the Arizona Cardinals continue to be the best road team in pro football. They're 2-0 now away from home. They're 2-2 overall. They win the game 26-16. to I'll tell you what, Wolf. There's a lot that stands out through there, but uh, the plus four turnover differential through four weeks, number three in the NFL. Yeah. Make no mistake, that is a huge reason why the Cardinals are two and two right now. It's a major reason they won yesterday. It's a major reason they were able to just hang around in that, that Raiders game because they, they aren't really turning the ball over a ton, and this defense is forcing turnovers now. Yeah, you know what I love, too, just to listening to Big Red Reacts right there, Zayvon Collins in the name of Zayvon Collins, and Zayvon Collins making some plays. He played and- pretty well. Oh my yesterday. goodness, especially after what happened the week before against the Rams. And even though his arrow was still pointing up, there were two plays that he he really looked bad on. And to see him respond the way that he did, I, I'm i so proud of that kid, man. He played really, really well yesterday. Zach Allen as well. He went out there and did what he had to do and played incredibly well, batting down balls, getting a sack, um, being physical at the point of attack just really encouraged but more than anything it was Kyler Murray throwing a pick six and Kyler Murray led this team back again it wasn't just all Kyler 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 it was everyone else as well offensively and defensively and in transition with special teams but typically when things don't start well for Kyler things don't typically finish well I think for Kyler they they tend to snowball and and that, that snap over his head on fourth down, which wasn't his fault. I saw everybody being like, oh, if he was taller. Yeah, if he was 18 feet tall, yeah, he could have got right, to that exactly. one. Exactly. Uh, but but that was, it, you could start to see, like, okay, when things go bad with this offense, they start to go horribly, and, they, and it just becomes a circus, but halftime seemed to refocus everybody. Yes, but now in two weeks, in the last three, we've seen Kyler do it, rally his team. 
Uh, how about J.J. Watt even playing in this game, too, let alone playing as well as he did, based on that tweet he sent out before the game? The guy's legendary. That's all there is to it. I mean, nobody's ever questioned J.J. Watt's toughness. Nobody would have questioned him if he wasn't playing yesterday after, uh, in case you missed it, the tweet that he sent out before the game where he said, I was just told somebody leaked personal information about me. It's going to be reported on today. I went into AFib on Wednesday, had my heart shocked back into rhythm on Thursday, and I'm playing today. That's it. And then he played really well. Yeah. Too. He, he wasn't out. I mean, there's no doubt about it, man. He did. He played well. He the the impact he has on that front seven is undeniable. It is. Yeah. And I get that. See, as a former player, I totally understand it. The intangible of lining up next to a guy. His name is J.J. Watt. He's going to be into the Hall of Fame when he's done. Three-time Defensive Player of the Year. A living legend, honestly, at this point. And he lines up next to you? Do you think you're going to try a little bit harder? When, when he plays? <laughs> Do you think you're going to be able to find that go button just a little bit more? Yes. Zach Allen hits a whole new level when J.J. Watt plays. He's like Zach Allen, but he's Zach Allen in all caps. I can't even imagine that, what that must be like for him. You know, he's still a young guy, and he's developing himself, and he's a veteran now, but that's J.J. Watt lined up next. To, I mean, yeah, I get it. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. The offense has been a mess early on this season. Season, but did we see a glimpse of them potentially turning the quarter in the second half of yesterday's game? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center, Cliff Kingsbury is going to join us later in the show as he does every Big Red Monday. Today it'll be at 1.30, a little bit different in case you are used to listening at 1.45. He's going to join us at 1.30 today following a win yesterday, Wolf, and I, I have to bring this up to you because I believe I saw this late in the game. I believe I saw three tight ends on the field all on one side of the offensive line late in this game. Did I not? Yes, you did. You saw that. And, man, you know, speaking of tight ends, too, how about Trey McBride? Trey McBride got some action out there, man. He got some action. Now, I haven't been able to see the tape. I'll watch that when I go back today, of course. But, you know, he caught three balls, man. Trey McBride was in the offense, caught three balls, looked good. Um, I saw him a couple of times at the point of attack doing well and and hanging in there. And they ran behind. I was just so encouraged with the north side south vertical attack in that second half, and I think it's something the Cardinals can build on. 23 uh, catches for the Cardinals in the game yesterday, nine of them to tight end. Zach Ertz had six, Trey McBride had three. (laughs) Cliff Kingsbury, after the game, Wolf mentioned uh, you, actually. Oh, no. Shout out to Wolf. He couldn't get over Eno Benjamin, the kickoff, and making the tackle at the same time. Yeah, I think Eno would have beat Wolf down there, even being the kicker. But I'm glad now that we ran the ball today, Wolf won't be pouting on the radio tomorrow. So it'll be a better Monday for me. Thank you. And that's a great walk off. There he is, the head coach, oh, Cliff Kingsbury, man. guys. That's so good. <laughs> Mike drop. Yeah, right. All right, nice. listen. I wasn't pouting. You ran the rock. There's no doubt about it. There you go, Wolf. You got to run the rock, Cliffy. Like a second it's, win right there. I know exactly. It's it's so honestly he loves to rip me. Of course, yet the Eno Benjamin thing really is unbelievable. It 
it's legendary. Uh, kick the ball off and make the tackle. That's the daily double in the National Football League. You just can't. Do you know, it. to be fair, and we're going to talk more about Eno throughout the show. Uh, but but they did tell us all throughout camp that Eno looks a lot better on special teams. I just didn't realize that meant also kicking on special teams too. But Eno Eno was huge yesterday. Sticking with the offense though here, Wolf. Um, this is now two games in a row. We've seen Hollywood Brown look really good. Fourteen catches for 140 last week in the loss. Uh, six more for 88 yards and a touchdown yesterday in the win. I thought Zach Huge Ertz. pass interference yes. penalty as yeah. well. Uh, so Hollywood and Zach Ertz need to be your best weapons in the passing game, really, these first six weeks. Yesterday, they definitely were. Yeah, you know, again, um, I see a little hope with this offense in the second half base and Onions. Look how many times the Arizona Cardinals they got into 12 personnel, one back and two tight ends, and they ran the ball. And now I, I know you could say, yeah, it's because they were in the game and it was they had a lead as well. And yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right about all of this in the second half. They did, but I think they found a little something they can build off of. And you got to remember, too, the second half of the Raiders game and the second half of the Panthers game, that. They, there, there were some similarities there. The keys to the kingdom. They stuck with the run in both are, games. That's yeah. it, Luke. That's it. Man, they, this team is so much better offensively when they're physical. And that makes so much sense to me. Because you've got to be destructive. You've got to threaten a front seven and say, we're going to, we'll run the ball right at you, bro. We're going to run it right at you and give you a bloody nose. Oh, no, we're not. We're going to throw it down the field. <laughs> That's what you want to get a defense into. So let me ask you this, and I know there's no way to know this, but I'm just kind of putting this out there as a thought and something I'll be watching for next week, certainly. And it's going to start by sounding like a joke, right? Because they hadn't had a lead all season until yesterday yesterday in the second half. But their offense also looked the best we've seen it in the second half yesterday. It didn't look amazing, but it didn't look yeah. like a mess. It has looked like a mess for most of this season until the second half yesterday. But Cliff sat in his chair last week and said, yeah, we, it's a lot different when we have the lead. We can play a different style of game. Is it possible what we saw in the second half yesterday is more them turning the corner and not just one of eight halves that happened to be good? Right. That's the question right there. But you got to have the, the lead, question. apparently. And Yeah, but no, you don't. Well, but I'm saying they so far have shown they need to have the lead to look like that. Exactly. Start the game like that. That would be nice. Start the game with that kind of mentality right now. That's that's why I say, you know, until you see it, until you actually see it, um, you know, I don't know if this is what we're going to see going forward. I don't know if they they can take anything from what they did yesterday in the second half and build off that going forward until you actually see it, until they do it. Um, I don't know how you could expect it. This is Kyler Murray after the game yesterday. He was asked because it was another slow start, Wolf, and I was surprised that they went for it on fourth down with a chance to go up 3 nothing simply because they hadn't had a lead to play or a chance to play with the lead. I was surprised they went for it in that case, but whatever. Uh, Kyler was asked after the game if the slow start matters since they ultimately won. It matters to me. Um, it matters to me, but a much better feeling finally leaving here with a win. I'll tell you that much. Um, I haven't, haven't won, uh, beat this team since 2002, he said. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, right now, I think with Kyler Murray and this offense, they know they haven't played well. 
They know. Yeah, they if have. we know, they know. Oh, they know they haven't played well. They haven't come close to any of the talent they've run out onto the field right now. They have not played well as a team yet. They're two and two. That that is something. That is something you you don't want to continue the rest of the season. You don't want to feel that way. But that is something that you can take right now because the bottom line in the National Football League and being inside a locker room is what is your record? Well, in a weird way, and I'm, again, I'm setting the Chiefs game aside for a second. So Raiders, Rams, and now Panthers. In a weird way, this may be encouraging. The, the offense, Wolf, to me, looks like they are being stopped because they're stopping themselves. Even against the Rams, they could move the ball on the Rams, which they t- can't typically do, but they have moved the ball. at time. Like They moved the ball against the Rams yesterday. It just felt like they were getting in their own way in the first half. That's not encouraging, typically, but if you're saying, could this offense get better, it doesn't seem like, oh, they just can't move the ball. These teams are so much more talented than them when they are... When the Cardinals are on the field offensively, they have plenty of talent. It's just a matter of, are they going to get out of their own way here? And maybe in the second half yesterday, we saw them start to do that because it matters. You're 2-2. Two and two. Yeah. You're not 0-4 in the season's lost. Yes. You're 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, that's a great observation, Luke. It really is. Sometimes you're just too close to the forest to see the trees. I've got one, one right. of those a week, and I use it on <laughs> Monday morning. So. That's really, really good. Well done on your part. All right, when we come back, who are the players of the game for the Cardinals yesterday. There was actually a few candidates. We'll discuss that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Cardinals, the win over the Carolina Panthers yesterday. Wolf, I said it last week, I think that's a game you have to have if you are entertaining thoughts of making the playoffs. Uh, I just don't think that highly of the Panthers right now. I I mean, they're not bad. I just think they're sort of right in the middle of the pack. And so if you're not going to finish ahead of Carolina, you're not making the playoffs. It was my thought last week. And I still feel the same way. And it doesn't mean beating them puts you in. But you had to have that game yesterday. It didn't look good in the first half at all. But then we saw quite a few different players honestly step up and make plays in this one. If you want to start talking about who the the players of the game were, there's... I can think of five candidates off the top of my head, honestly. Man, okay. Uh, you know, can I start with Zach Allen? Well, you can, because that was going to be my first one. Okay, tell me, why, why Zach Allen? Because why? he was knocking down a pass every time. It felt like every time Baker Mayfield threw the ball, like I'd say like every five passes, Zach Allen was knocking it down at the line of scrimmage. Zach Allen had three passes defended, if you're scoring at home right now, which is, a, is, that is fantastic. It's a lot for a defensive, defensive lineman. lineman <laughs> three passes defensed. Uh, Zach Allen. Yeah, he knocked it down. Not only that, he was getting consistent pressure on Baker Mayfield. Really, really um, holding the point so much stronger at the point of attack than what we've seen in the past. Can I just tell you, Basinonians, that is a direct reflection of his friendship and and the mentoring that he has received from J.J. Watt. Yeah, it looked like it yesterday. Um, and, and just having J.J. Watt out there makes these other guys around him better. In fact, since he referenced J.J. Watt, probably should put him on this list as well because he made plays. Uh, he, he set up the first uh, forced turnover from the Cardinals' defense. But just the simple fact that J.J. Watt was even out there is crazy. And uh, Watt, after the game, was asked if he thought about not playing. Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, it's been tough, you know? 
Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, that was that was JJ, quick. Okay. Well, here's off. He here's going to say more. Here's, wasn't he? here's more from JJ on uh, on why he played. Yeah. I mean, hey, we don't really have any other choice, you know. I mean, it's it's tough. My wife was by my side all the time, um, so that helped a lot. Um, and then just. I didn't know what else to do. I mean, I've been playing this game my whole life. Um, you know, they, they, they said I was fine. So once the, once my heart was reset, they said, you're fine if you feel comfortable. I mean, I'd probably be more uncomfortable sitting on my couch at home, you know. This is just, this is what I know. Right or wrong, maybe that's messed up. Um, but if I was sitting at home watching the boys play and knowing that they said I was perfectly fine to play, I would have felt weird. So... I just did what I know. Yeah, you know, hey, it's really interesting. It was J.J. Watt's call. It was his. Yeah. When they said to him, you're fine, it's up to you. But just that sentence he just casually threw in there of, yeah, once they reset my heart, I was like, yeah, I'm good to, like, what? <laughs> I know. I've, I've never heard of anything like that, honestly. Yeah. I, I've, and I've been asking everybody that's been around this game for a long time, have you ever, did you ever have a teammate that went into AFIP? Did you ever have that? No. Never heard of that. You know, I mean, I, I, cause I was, I've been around this game in some capacity for three decades and I, I've never, heard of that. I've, I've asked my brothers who've been around the game forever. I asked other players, hey, have you ever you ever experienced a teammate that had been involved in any type of AFib situation? No. No, never even heard about Scary. that. And the fact they shocked him back on Thursday and he's out there playing on Sunday because that's what his soul was telling him to do. Love that. Can you imagine sitting watching a game with J.J. Watt? A game that is, it's his team and he was cleared to play, like he just said right there. I, I <laughs> Once they cleared me to play, it would have felt weird to, to not be playing. Can you imagine sitting watching the Cardinals with J.J. Watt yeah. and he knows he was cleared to play? That would have been, there's, there's just no way. But it's not just that he played. He made he made like game-changing plays yesterday, too. Yeah. Um, man, I can tell you, when a legend steps into a huddle, the impact that it has. My brother Craig talked about it all the time because he played with Terry Bradshaw and all the other legends. Legends that were there, it's but pretty good team. But Terry Bradshaw was the quarterback, and when he would step into a huddle, the way the heads would snap right up to attention because it was Bradshaw who had won four Super Bowl rings. On um, the impact that a guy like that has, and I think of J.J. Watt. Oh my goodness, what he is accomplished in his career and what he has done—the living legend that he is. And the impact that it has on everyone else and how how they play inside of that box. Um, it's, it's like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. The impact they have on normal receivers and making them better just by their presence. That's what I think J.J. Watt does. Uh, over to the offensive side of the football, and there's more on the defense for sure, but we're going to get into that in a few minutes. I thought Hollywood Brown was outstanding. You mentioned drawing a, a flag at one point in pass interference. They're the chemistry that we were hoping, or that they were hoping, Kyler Murray and Hollywood would have pretty much right out of the gate is 
looking more evident over the last two weeks. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. Um, Hollywood Brown and Kyler Murray starting to get a little chemistry going, a little vibe going, um, which is fantastic, especially with D-Hop looming and coming back. It's going to be very interesting to see how that happens. But what I liked, the, one of my most favorite things was the fact Kyler threw it up for Hollywood to go get it. Mm-hmm. And and Hollywood went up and got it, elevated, made an incredible catch on the fade. But on the nine, where there was DPI, defensive pass interference, I believe it was J.C. Horn, as a matter of fact, that was on that. I, I Don't hold me to that, but I think it was. That, to me, was one of my favorite plays of the entire game because this is what they've got to do. And boy, do you got to put that on tape because even though he didn't catch it, even though it was DPI, guess what? Every corner is looking at, oh, my goodness. He got behind him. He he got behind him right there. Every defensive coordinator is looking at that, Luke. And now you got to prepare for that. And now that opens up so much more of the underneath stuff. Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown have got to do that once a game, in my opinion. Once a game, go it's part of football now. And it's, throw it, it up there. You, you don't. You you have to. It's it's a uh, it's an advantage you have with his speed. I th- I think. I th- that might have been, was that the C.J. Henderson play where they saw that it was C.J. Henderson. They're like, we're just going to go right at him. Yeah, because okay. well, I'm, I'm talking about the DPI. Yeah, okay, yeah. so it was C.J. Henderson. Because I, I, I believe that okay. was the play where they were like, hey, I've got Hollywood Brown yeah. and C.J. Henderson. I'm just going to throw it. Oh at yeah, regardless. totally. Yeah, and, nine and, rob. And this was Kyler after the game. Since you bring this up, Kyler talking about Hollywood Brown and just that sort of chemistry that they already have. I mean, to be fair, they have played. At, at that point, three and a half football games together at the NFL level, but they look like they've played together because they have. Here's Kyler Murray afterwards. I don't think you can put a price tag on playing with somebody in the past or you know having that relationship off the field. Um, There's just connection that we you know we, we see things the same way. He, you know, like I told, I told the, um, the reporters you know before the game, he's people will underestimate his intelligence of the game, his, his his smarts because of you know. You know his size and his speed, and they just want to label him the speed guy. But no, he he um, he's a really smart football player. Yeah, he is a really smart football player, and if you watch him, too, I think he slowed down on purpose knowing he was going to get C.J. Henderson running into him. It is. It really is. Um, drawing the flag in that situation, I, I'm, I, see, I, I look at Hollywood Brown, and I think to myself, that's why he was worth a number one pick, especially over these last two weeks. You, you can see the development Completely of agree. Hollywood Brown. Brown and when D Hop gets back, I'm telling you right now, look out. I'm glad you bring that up, Wolf, because that's one of those things, and I get that the Cardinals have done plenty wrong in the last few years. Oh, but that's one of those things where everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people in the moment were like, oh, I can't believe you traded away your first round pick when you could have had Chris Olave or Drake. Well, those guys weren't there. And now Hollywood Brown is is making an impact. This is two weeks in a row he's made a big impact, and nobody's going to go back and point that out, right? It's just going to yeah. be like, oh yeah, remember when the Cardinals messed right. up and traded their first sure. round pick? Well, actually, they got a guy that is helping them right now more than the seventh wide receiver off the board would have. It would have been Christian Watson. That was the next receiver that was available. It wasn't Chris Olave or any of those guys. You know what, honestly, I'd like to change my one shot a game to two shots a game. That's what I want. <laughs> I want two shots downfield. Make them 
prove they can stop no them. No doubt about it, man. Scare them. Let them know. We're doing it. What are you going to do about it? That'll just open everything else up underneath, especially when a hop gets back. Well, and you've, you've got an offense that has been struggling for basically six of the eight halves so far this season. Hollywood Brown seems like the quickest way to, to fix that. Uh, when we come back, let's talk a little defense. Did the Cardinals' defense actually win them this game yesterday? It's kind of hard to argue with that. That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station.